So just a quick note before we start the podcast. Uh, these were pre-recorded about a week or two ago. Um, that was before the last pause and I, as of, well, now yesterday's news with uh, high school basketball coming back on February 8th. We are in the process of figuring everything out. So, yes, we are aware of this. We are aware of what is going on with uh, the basketball season. We are working to have a schedule, but we also wanted to get these previews out beforehand before the, the basketball season tips off. So today on Friday, this, is, this will be the girls' preview, and on Monday we will have the boys' basketball preview for you. So again, today you're going to be listening to the girls' basketball preview, and then Monday we will have the boys. Anything uh, after that, hopefully by Monday we have more of a concrete broadcasting schedule. So without further ado, here's the podcast. It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. And uh, we are joined uh, by Brendan Folsom from the Times-Herald. And we are going to talk uh, basketball um, because uh, I'm keeping a positive attitude. And at some point, we are going to have a season. It's going to happen. And uh, and we'll talk uh, ladies first, um, yes. and and we'll do uh, a different uh, podcast to talk about the boys, the, so that we're giving uh, equal here, equal time to everybody. The girls' basketball preview. It's, I mean, geez, hopefully um, they decide that they're going to play by the time this goes to air, because <laughs> it seems like every time that we've done something to like really be proactive, like make our master broadcast schedule. The next day, or we have a podcast where we talk about, to everyone there, what games we're broadcasting. Minutes later, the season gets pushed back, and then we have an irrelevant podcast. It happens. It's going to be – we're, we're going to go this time. Yes. You know, it took four tries to get the regionals done in football, but, but ba- they finally got done. Basketball is going to take, what, three or four? We'll, we'll finally get it, but – Lot everything you'll need to know about area girls basketball should be in this podcast. Hopefully, between us two and then the guy that really knows what he's talking about, we'll we'll get through it. Yeah. I don't know about that, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna find out right after this break. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250 7520 
Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Bean here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They are open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Derek Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Since 1923, Mama Vicky's has been Port Huron's original Coney Island with two convenient locations to serve you. Mama Vicky's Downtown is open Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mama Vicky's North End is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Fridays and Saturdays they stay open till 8 p.m. With delicious Coney dogs for only a buck 59, you can make every day a Coney day. That's right, Coney's for just a dollar 59. Mama Vicky's, a port here on Original since 1923. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, We've had Brandon Folsom on a few times uh, now, but it seems like years ago because it was somewhere during the football season, which took this year four years to finish. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i had just rolled into town off the richmond bandwagon <laughs> yeah right uh brady's probably bitter about that for some reason because you probably talked him into taking richmond in a game and then they lost and he blamed you 
No, I, I picked them right in the – I think you're the one that in the yeah. playoff picks that didn't trust Richmond. I, and, I, and I went with it. I put a hole in the table, beating the table for those guys, and I didn't even pick them. Yeah, you, you picked <laughs> Lutheran North. And they – yeah, they actually had a pretty nice finish to their season, considering how topsy-turvy it was and how it wasn't a great start for the Blue Devils. But anyway, girls basketball season is hopefully almost here. Hopefully, knock on wood. Um and, well, it may not be fair, but it seems like the discussion starts with Port here on high. Yeah, but uh, before we get into that, uh, I want to get uh, Brendan's uh, opinion on the whole thing of why are the boys combining divisions and the girls aren't? Why would the MAC do it different for the two genders? Why, why not be uniform? So... John Hartley, Lakeshore's AD, Mm -hmm. he's kind of like the commissioner of the MAC. Right. He's the single dude who just organizes everything because he doesn't have all this stuff to do. You know, he referees like four four games a week, plus he's the AD of a big school in the MAC. (laughs) Right. So he gave me all the details on this. You can't do it in girls' basketball because there's not enough parity. Right. The discrepancy between blue and gold is a mile. Mm -hmm. In boys – it's one or two losses here or there per team. Right, and that's kind of what we had theorized before because, yeah, I mean, even within the divisions, you'll see games that are 65-20. to And, yeah, I mean, you get some of those bad gold teams playing in the blue, it's going to be tough. So, yeah, I mean, it just – yeah, it just seems like you guys nailed it with your Mac Red breakdown of football this year, where the worst team in the red is still better than the white teams. Mm-hmm. Same same thing for girls basketball. Even in the bronze and silver, it's silver team and girls basketball are going to kick the doors off a bronze team. Right. There's just so much discrepancy between talent levels and stuff. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Mac Red, we have two local teams in there, both Port Huron schools, Northern and High, and. They are going to have their work cut out for them, especially the Lady Big Reds. It's yeah. Here's here's my thing. Um, they went twenty one and one last year. They're not going to do that this year. But in spite of that, they might even be better this year than they were last year. Yep. Is that fair to say? Yep. I talked to Becky Gilbert about that twice in last week. Uh, they're a seven or eight win team this year, and they would probably beat themselves last year. Like if this year's team played last year's team, I bet you this year's team would win, even though they're going to have a third of the wins that they had last year. And that's just because they're going to just play a, a monster schedule. Like uh, Brady and I were talking about it uh, in in league. You you've got uh, Dakota, and that's uh, if they don't lose some of the other games that they had scheduled. Which they actually added another tough game. Yeah, that's like their fourth or fifth toughest game. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Like last year, they only played two teams with the Pulse all season. You know, yeah, Deco- Gross Point North and, and Dakota. Yeah, and now Dakota, I mean, they open with Renaissance. You open there, that's an absolute just gauntlet to start with. Um, you have your two league games against Dakota. Mixed in there, you have rivalry games with Marysville and Northern. And then they added Flint Powers and uh, you the Edison game and Lake Fenton right before Districts. Gross Point North is not going to be an easy game either. Oh, yeah. But that's like their sixth toughest game yeah. on the schedule. So, that, Yeah, even their easy games are tough because they're rivalry games or what would be proposed when you look at their schedule of going, okay, 
they, they get a break here. No, it's not really a break playing Northern or Marysville because those teams get up for you. Yeah. Yeah, true. Like last year, I'm trying to think who their toughest conference opponent was that they played. Like every time I went to one of their games, it was a blowout. Like I remember going to Utica on like a Tuesday, random Tuesday night, and they just blew the doors off them on the road. Like it was nothing. Like league games aren't supposed to be that non-competitive. Right. And, and that hurt them in the playoffs. Once, you know, they had to fight against Lance Cruz just to pull out that win in the semifinal. And then once they got to Dakota, it just kind of shell-shocked because they weren't prepared to, you know, they've never, they were never down 15, 20 points at halftime to have to come back and win. Do, do you think it was good or bad for them to, to have had to play Dakota, like, the, the week before in the MAC tournament? Like, had they played them maybe – at the beginning of the season or not played them at all, do you think they would have had a better chance in that second game? Yeah, probably. Like if they would have lost to them in say early February and then played them in March, I think. So I think what happened honestly is they had three or four games where they had to pull it out in the fourth quarter of the comeback win. I just think they were gassed by the time they got to that Friday night. Like they had to come back against Dakota in the MAC semifinal. They had mm-hmm. to come back and beat Gross Point North in the championship, and then they had to come back and beat Lance Cruz North in the next game. Like three games against three really good schools in a row. Like they were gassed by the time they got to that Dakota game on that Friday night. Now this schedule and the way they're shaping up the Port here on High Girls, Dennis, you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but it kind of reminds me of Northern hockey. They play a league that is just a gauntlet. But they've gone to, what, two state semifinals, lost in overtime in them. At one point, they had won five straight regional titles, and they may have never had a winning record in that time. Yeah, because they play in a league that's, you know, it's the best league in the state, um, bar none in, in ice hockey. And, you know, and then... It's a completely different world when the playoffs start. Yeah. Uh, the the you know no no offense to to PH Marysville Anchor Bay, but they don't play the kind of schedule that Northern plays. They're not ready for that caliber, right? Uh, of hockey. So when yeah. the the Port here and High Girls, I mean, yeah, Dakota when they meet them in the district, it's just going to be another game. It seems like it doesn't seem like it's going to be anything. And I mean you. You were at their practice, their Midnight Madness. They have a lot of talent coming back, and everyone knows who's leading that team out there points-wise and on the floor every night. Well, they really only lost two girls. Jenna Holtzberger, she was actually our player of the year last year, uh, fan voted. Great point guard, but I don't think you can't replace a point guard. Like Jenna, she was just a good defender and a good passer. She Mm -hmm. she wasn't scoring 25 points a game, and then they lost Becky's daughter – Madison, who was kind of like a six six man rotate rotating mm-hmm. off the bench. Other than that, everyone's back. Yeah, Emma Trombley is in the best shape of her life. She's committed to Northwood, and you can see why. Mm-hmm. She's so much stronger this year. She's going to be like dominant in the paint. I guarantee it. She's definitely going to be the best player in our area. And then Madison Landshut's going to play college basketball, probably mm-hmm. D three or NAIA, maybe D two. Um, and then Julia Gilbert, which is the younger Gilbert uh, girl, she's going to be a year older, you know, as a junior on varsity. She had a great start to last season, just controlling the paint and the rebounds. So who knows uh, how much better she's going to look, you know, now that she's a year older and stronger and faster. And she's a good finisher. Like yeah. When she gets the basketball around the basket, she's really good at 
getting the score. Yeah. I mean, even their role players are going to be great, like Joslyn Williams and Jaden DeLong. Those are great players. You know, they were the hype energy players last year, but Jaden can go and play point guard. And, you know, it just keeps keeps the train running on the tracks. Yeah, and, and Morgan James got really better as the season progressed. Like, she was playing good basketball at the end of the season. Yeah, she's another one. She's going to play college softball. Like, all these girls have been working out because they're going to play college sports. They're not sitting on the couch playing Call of Duty on Xbox. Right. Because – what they do today is going to help them when they get on campus next next year. So all these girls are going to be in immaculate shape because they're playing college sports. Well, the other it, thing about it too is like they were they were ahead big in so many games that girls like Jaden DeLong and Ariel Green got significant minutes. Like they they might not have put up big numbers last year, but they got significant minutes, and that should help them when they need to play this year. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, they probably are the deepest team in our area at all the girls' basketball teams. Well, it seems like, too, when we had Becky Gilbert on, it just seems like they're hungry. They're ready to play. I mean, I could be wrong. They were the only team to practice at midnight when practices were going. It seems like they are ready to go, and they cannot wait for – I mean – they're allowed to play the fourth. They're playing the fourth and the fifth. Mm-hmm. They're not wasting any time getting this season going. I think they still have a sour taste in their mouth from not winning a district. I mean, granted, they would have maybe they were only going to play one more game, but we didn't know that at the time. Yeah. I think they have a a hunger in them, and I think they're ready to come back and finish what they started to say because they know how good they can be. So yeah, depth is the big plus for the Lady Big Reds. Northern's got some good players, but they don't have the depth right now. I mean, they do, though. Do they? Who's coming up that I don't know about then? I mean, Zoe Klink's a year older, and she came on pretty strong at the end of last season. Um, obviously, with Ali Shagna and Camille Keys are going to be the two people everyone circle every night. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Jersey McGregor, <laughs> you know, in the paint, a year older, what is she, 6'2", 6'3", 6'1"? Yeah, six, I was one? telling Brady yeah. uh, earlier today, she's she's a big girl. But uh, her her knock has been, like, a little bit timid. Like, if they get her to play to her size, yeah, she could be unstoppable. Yeah, I actually think they're the second deepest team, which, which is funny that the Crosstown Rivals are the two teams. Um, well, and they're still a Mac Red team. They've been in the Mac Red for how many years now? Like we're kind of, I feel like we're maybe underselling them because we're used to the Northern teams. That well, the way we talk to no, about Northern teams well, I, is the I, way we talk about the PH team this year. I just look at, at the Red and the grind of that schedule and and go, okay, your starting five is is really solid, but are you going to play them every minute of every game all season long and have anything left in the tank? Yeah, I think that was their problem last year is the red was such a gauntlet for them to come out that and have to play a district game um it's rough but i mean Allie's going to play at wayne state mm-hmm. jersey's going to play college basketball or volleyball one of the two she's already got offers um and obviously we know how talented zoe's brother was seth right mm-hmm. yeah he's only at ferris state playing quarterback no sammy yeah. clink was a pretty good girls basketball player so I mean the the talents there. I think uh, I would let's just put it this way. I wouldn't be surprised if Northern wins the games this year that they lost last year. Like I think they're going to take care of Marysville. I think they're going to take care of St. Clair. Well, and the thing that the two Port Huron teams they might not win the red, 
they'll probably be in the top half of the red. I mean, it's I, I don't feel like there's going to be a team that just goes through the red and goes 10 and 0. No, not this year. Like it the, the whoever wins might have three losses at the end of this shortened season. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I still I'm really high on Dakota though for for that division. They yeah, they, they graduated like two really good players, but I, did you cover their games, Dennis? Yeah, or? the one girl seemed like she played there for 100 uh, years. She was and, so much fun to watch, uh, though. And, and so good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they got that sophomore that came off the bench and just jacked up all the threes. She'll be back. I think they're still going to be talented. I mean, it helps when you have 3,000 kids to pick from. <laughs> your, your, your pool's a little bigger to pull from. But well, I think the other problem, though, is – But still, like, it, it, even as good as they are and will be – it'll be tough for them to go undefeated in that league. Yeah, well, especially playing three nights a week, too. Like, Becky didn't do her team any favors where not only are you playing three nights a week, but, hey, you got Renaissance – or yeah, you got Renaissance and Anchor Bay back-to-back, and then we're going to kick off the conference schedule. Like, that is tough going. Right. So I think it's just going to be whoever's going to be able to navigate their schedule the best. Like, I talked to a coach yesterday who said – they're going to circle a couple of games on the calendar and take it off that night. And the bench is going to play more, and they know they're going to win, and they're not mm-hmm. going to try to run their stuff. They're just going to survive. Just survive so they're not gassed because it's like a sandwich game. It's like a tough right. game, an easy game, a tough game. So that easy game, they're not going to put on the floor what which, they normally would. Which because we saw a lot of football teams do this year. Oh, or at least yeah. we accused a lot of football teams of doing that this year. <laughs> yeah. Roseville. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you look at – yeah, yeah. you look at this. It's really a f- six-week sprint for the basketball season. A season that's usually dragged out from December to March is now condensed. I mean, the Port Huron High girls' first game is Jan- or no, February 4th. Their last regular season game is the 19th of March. That's – Basically, regular season is going to be six weeks, and it's going to be just an absolute sprint. Sorry, I'm still I'm still laughing about Roseville because they did it and they scored sixty points. Yeah, <laughs> they did. they took the night off and scored well, sixty. I sat next to you at Roseville the week after you did that game, yeah. and you're just like they, they sandbagged me. We were so mad. Yeah, you were so confident Port here on High was going to roll Oh, yeah. Roseville. Uh, after watching the game, like, the, they won 60-22, to 22 and I'm like, they don't have a chance against Port here on High. Yeah, no. You blinked, and it was 13-0. Oh, it, it was uh, – and and I – watching the, 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 the week before, I had no idea how good their quarterback was. Yeah. Well, he was good. He he was one of the best quarterbacks I saw all season. Well, he had, like, a perfect quarterback rating going into halftime. <laughs> Crazy. Sorry. Yeah. Got, got anyway, sidetracked there. <laughs> um, but yeah, the red's going to be tough. Um, you, I mean, you look at it again; it's going to be a sprint. Uh, you want to know the other crazy thing, though? What Becky pointed this out to me at practice the other day. It'll be 334 days since they last played a game Jeez. on the fourth. Wow. And this is a team that played in a district final game, so it's not like right. they just went out a week early. Well, I mean, even a week early, okay, it would be 327 days. Yeah. Almost a full year since this team has played basketball. I mean, that just, I think... You can't tell me that's not going to impact I think, and we can talk about this more next segment, this is going to be the year of chaos. You're going to see games that you cannot explain that we're going to go, oh, 
lock it down. This is going to be what happens today, and it's things are going to get flipped on their head. A shortened season, a condensed season where, like you said, yeah, you can try to circle games that you think you're going to take off, but it, it – never works like that especially in basketball like most years you can look at records and it and it tells you the story pretty clearly Mm this will be a season where i don't think records will necessarily tell you the story like like you said the big reds might win less than half the games they they won last year but i wouldn't want to have to play them in a playoff game in a a one game elimination i don't want to face this team it's like Cardinal Mooney boys just get their teeth kicked in every year because they play up. Like last year, I think they played one school that was remotely even close to their size. Everything else was Class A and B, and then they get into their playoffs against Pack and Deckerville. Yeah, and kick the door off the building. Yeah, well, yeah, we're here. Well, a team that might have to play them in the playoffs is Marysville, and we'll talk about them after we come back from this break. All right. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 850-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. 
The city of Marysville continues to strive to be a great place to visit, a better place to live, and a great place to open a business. Go to our City of Marysville webpage at cityofmarysvillemi.com to find employment opportunities, business assistance, learn about our outstanding Marysville public school system, or just book a round of golf at Marysville Golf Course. Marysville, a great place to visit, a better place to live, and a great place to open a business. And remember, the sun always shines in Marysville. Precision Care has been locally owned and operated in Marine City and has served the Blue Water community for over 25 years. Precision Care is the leading property and landscape contractor in St. Clair County. Always looking to hire the best people? Check out their website at precisioncarellc.com. Click on the Application for Employment tab and send in your resume today. Precision Care is a proud supporter of local athletics at all levels. Call today at 810-765-7968. For all your landscaping needs, it's Precision Care, LLC. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Previewing the girls' high school basketball season with Brendan Folsom of the uh, Times-Herald uh, um, and the, uh, the early thoughts on PH and Northern are pretty positive. Um, let's uh, go to uh, Marysville now where maybe they have the biggest single loss and the fact that Gabby Fogarty has uh, graduated uh, and this is a girl who uh, in one game last year scored 38 um, and and when Gabby showed up and scored Marysville was a lot different looking team than on nights when she struggled or got into foul trouble it blows my mind she's only at Lawrence Tech yeah that, uh, like it seems like She's yeah. A Some lot, of the a kids you see go that. play D two basketball, like Gabby, can hang with them or is better than them. It just blows my mind. Well, in Marysville now they um are now a Division one school in girls basketball at like eight hundred and fifty six kids. So now they're in a district with Lance Cruz North, the Port Huron schools, and Dakota, which blows my mind that a school with under nine hundred kids is playing with a school with 3,000 for a district. Title. Yeah, that's a district of death for them. Marysville's one of the best volleyball programs in our area, and they just got destroyed right. in that district. Yeah, it's – They're I, one of the best Class B volleyball programs around. Yeah. And they didn't even hold a candle to those Class A schools well, that played this it, fall. I know when Mar Marysville's Eric Schunk was on, talk about the boys, because they're like the biggest team in Division Two. Because there are more schools with boys programs than girls, they were able to slide down to Division Two. He's like he's and he said it before. There needs to be another division for that like eight hundred to twelve, thirteen hundred range yeah. of schools. Because there's no problem Marysville playing with a PH, the Lake Shores of the world. Like those are fine. Like those are similar enough in size. But when you're playing a team like Marysville, who has to go in a district with a school three times the four times the size almost yeah that's when it gets ridiculous it's a matt gold school playing a macro district yeah that's what it is um but uh they still uh they've got caitlin kane back she showed flashes last year i think she's going to be a top five player in her area she when she gets off the bus you're not going to say guard her she's the one to stop but that's what she's going to be this year she it's got crazy speed. It's unreal watching her just take a steal for a layup. Like, that's her best attribute is her defense and 
like I was talking to their coach last year about just how like she's like Ed Reed, like she just pick off a pass and take it <laughs> yeah. the other way. Yeah, sometimes though you're you're like yeah you're you're almost too fast for your own good. Like you you got to learn to control it a little bit, yeah. and then then you can use it for for a better purpose. Well, I would have liked to see her in track season last spring. I think she would have been pretty good on the track team. Well, in Marysville this year, it seems like while she may be the better player, isn't going to be like some Marysville teams of the past where it seems like they have one go-to player, whether it was Gabby Fogarty or Peyton Hudson or either the Valco girls. Like those, it always seemed like the offense ran through one person. You might see a little more diversity from the Vikings this year. Yeah. I mean, I think they have good depth and good players. Like Reese Powers and Natalie Husson are good players, but they just don't have the tenure that Port Huron has. You know, right. like Morgan James and Emma Trombley and Julia Gilbert. I mean, those girls are tight knit group, great chemistry. I don't know if Marysville's going to have that or not, but I'm not going to count them out against the teams in the Mac Gold. I still think they're going to be competitive. They have a good coach. They have a good system. Yeah, they're always going to play hard. Mm-hmm. They're always going to play defense. The question is, is are are they going to score enough? Are they going to make enough shots? Or, or do they have somebody that when they need a basket, they can go to and get a basket? We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Yeah, and it seems like on a, in a normal year, this Marysville team would probably be in talks of one of the better teams in the area. It's just Port Huron High is so stacked. And Northern is – they're still really good. They're just not as maybe not as good as some of the teams of the past. So Marysville kind of finds themselves still probably a favorite to win their conference. It just seems like come district time, it's David versus four Goliaths. Yeah, that which is totally unfair. Like, what are they going to have one third the size of enrollment as Dakota or whomever they're going right. to play Lance Cruz North? So, yeah, I mean, uh, but the, the, the it's fun because they're in the gold, so they play Marine City. They play St. Clair. The other goal teams are Fitzgerald, Sterling Heights, and Roseville. So at least in league, like the game should should be competitive and fun, um, and and we should be talking about maybe all three of our area teams. St. Clair's got some some good players, but again, do they have enough depth? I mean, Christina Baum's All State. Uh, AP and BCAM and their coach emailed me and thinks she's going to have an amazing year this year. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, St. Clair's competitive just on the heels of her play alone. I mean, she's freakishly tall and just very athletic. Because, yeah, I mean, you look at Marysville's schedule, they play Marine City and St. Clair, each of them twice. They have a crossover with Port here on high. So oh, about a third of their schedule um, seems to be with uh, – area teams and then they end the season with MLA City who I mean we'll get into the BWAC a little bit in our next segment but is probably the favorite there so that they're going to be playing a lot of local teams a lot of big rivalry games which they usually do it's it's going to be kind of Marysville is going to be one of those teams I think we we're not too sure about right now in a month we'll probably have a much better feel kind of like we did with maybe like a northern football where we have to kind of learn. We know that some of them coming back is good, but we need to figure out what they really are. I think that's a great comparison for St. Clair, actually, to be honest with you. For St. Clair or Marysville? For St. Clair, I think northern was a coin flip of Mm -hmm. most games last football season, Mm -hmm. right? I think that's St. Clair. 
you know, they're going to beat Sterling Heights. You know, Sterling Heights barely had enough players for a team last year, if I recall correctly. I think they had six girls most nights. Right. So, I don't know how good Fitzgerald is, but I can't imagine they're on, on the level of Marysville and Marine City. But, yeah, most of those matchups, I think they're going to be like Northern in football, where it's kind of like a coin flip, except the Cousineau game, obviously. I think, actually, I think we know more about St. Clair than we knew about Northern football because we know about Boehm. Yeah. Whereas with with the Huskies, well, we did know Allenbrook. Yeah, was. yeah, I, guess that, I, I knew he played Isaac a couple of a games and, and 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 did okay, but I didn't know he was going to be that explosive. Yeah. So I mean, St. Clair's going to have a uh, another. I mean, again, the Matt Gold is doesn't seem to be. It seems like it's going to be a area team that wins it. I I put my money on that right now. That someone from our area is going to be the Matt Gold champion, and and Marine City, a team that went to a regional last year, won a district, um, is returning a fair amount of players. You want I just to want to say St. Clair, um, and I don't know if she graduated or if she's playing again this year, but they had the best basketball name of anybody last year with Van Slambrook. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> that is Van Slambrook is a great basketball name. That is an name. A plus 80 grade <laughs> basketball name. Van Slam like you don't have a choice when you're born with that last name. You have you, to play basketball. You have to play basketball. It's like an ice cream man named Cone. It's a library <laughs> cop from Seinfeld. Bookman. Yeah, Bookman. Exactly. You don't you you were predetermined that you are at least playing high school basketball. Yeah. If your last name is Van Slamber. So you want to know the crazy stat about Marine City Girls basketball? Guess how many seniors are on the team? None. 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 Really? Yeah. They and, and had four interested. Three of them didn't come out because of just the prolonging of tryouts and we're on again, off again. And mm-hmm. then another couldn't play because of COVID-19 reasons. Mm-hmm. Just scared of right attracting or whatever so the five sophomores they brought up last year are now the veterans on the team as juniors wow. yeah and losing morgan mcconnell who scored 20 points a game and she's at sc4 now she was one of the best players in the area like they have a lot to replace but you know what losing morgan mcconnell might actually open the door because i think chloe austin mm-hmm. is going to be really good I mean, her sister plays D2 basketball at Northwood. Um, yeah, Chloe's great. Because I, 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 she's, she's a person you can give the ball to at the end of the game and say, get me a basket, and she'll figure out how to do it. Yeah. And so it sounds like this year they're still going to be a pretty good – I mean, you, again, they all play the sophomores. They're not learning. But this is like – I you, you have five sophomores coming back. That's a very good base to grow on. And you can almost use this as a – finish the foundation for this year. So next year, you're ready to be talked about as one of the best teams in the area. Well, do you know who's rounding out their top eight? Who? Three freshmen. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be really good in two years. Right. They're like, well yeah, it sounds like their football team. Yeah. Really young. Jeez. No, they're actually not gonna be bad. I wouldn't be shocked if they won the Won the gold. And they're going to have everyone coming. They're going to run past everyone. Um, I think the biggest surprise of the season is going to be Janie Ferrone. She's a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Austin only named her the captain out of all the players on the team. She's the mm-hmm. captain. She's in the 
best shape of her life. She basically took it upon herself to call all the girls up and say, get to the track right now. We're working out today. And she did these player-led workouts like all summer and fall. And then they've been playing pickup basketball in one of those wink, wink, uh, we're not playing, but we're playing. Mm -hmm. Like we're not allowed to play, but we're playing anyway type of deals. Right. You can't stop us from grabbing a ball and going to a park. I went to practice, and I didn't even – obviously, she was wearing a mask. I didn't even recognize her. That's how much different she looks. And it's not like she was some unathletic slob last season. Mm. She was a really – obviously, she was a sophomore on a varsity basketball right. team that won a conference title. And that, had some really good, like, standout performances last year, too. Yeah. That's how athlet, more athletic she looks this season. So I would not be surprised if she becomes one of the best players in the gold, maybe like the next Morgan McConnell or Gabby Fogarty of the league. Like you think she's going to be the breakout that not a lot of people maybe are saying her name now. Yeah. But come mid-March, yeah. we're going, she's going to be the one that leads them to a district title. Yeah, we're not going to have a Gabe Mose moment with her. No, uh, <laughs> Layla Comment is the other one too because I thought yeah. uh, she showed flashes last year being a good shooter. Um, from outside, so she might be another one that surprises us and scores some points well, this year. She's already surprised me because she wasn't going to play basketball this year because she was going to focus on travel volleyball. Um, and three weeks ago, Jeff Austin talked her into coming back to the team, and he's the uh, gym coordinator for the scheduling for all the practices, so he's mm-hmm. made their practices schedule line up so she can still do travel volleyball stuff and be on the team. And he, he was telling me, like, it's great when you can get the fastest kid in the school back on your team who's going to be anyone up the floor for a breakaway layup. And they need that, right? They like to run the floor. Oh, yeah, so. speed kills. Doesn't matter what sport it is, speed kills. Yeah. So the the red and the gold in girls' basketball will be a lot of uh, fun. Um, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back, and, uh, and you can uh, tell us about the BWAC because of the conferences that we follow – that's the one I know the least about, but you say is the easiest to predict. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. We'll talk about that when we come back. Uh, more with Brendan Folsom in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. 
Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. TP Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. Preferred Charters is a privately owned and operated transportation service located in Michigan for the past 13 years. Well known for customer service and well-maintained equipment. From sightseeing tours to conventions, corporate transfers, sports teams, parades, sporting events, and private charters, Preferred Charters has the wheels and wherewithal to ensure the smoothest ride with drivers that are the best in the business. Call 810-982-7433 and let Preferred Charters do the driving. For full-service residential and commercial network installation and management, you need Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering. Thompson Engineering will install and maintain long and short-range point-to-point links, install security cameras, access controls, and provide audio-video engineering. Visit online at thompson-engineering.com or call them at 810-221-1667. That's 810-221-1667. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, we're back with Brendan Folsom doing our girls' uh, preview for uh, the basketball uh, season. We've uh, been through the uh, MAC. Uh, let's go to the uh, BWAC where you say, unquestionably, Imlay City is the team to beat for girls? Yeah, without a doubt. Uh I think they're the second-best team in the area, maybe the third-best. It depends on how Northern plays this year. But I think on any given night they could come over here and beat any of our teams. Um, Mary Langeman's probably the second-best player in our area behind Emma Trombley. She just has incredible skill, um, ball-handling skills. She can shoot. Uh, she can take it to the rim. She can rebound. Uh, she's going to play Division Two college basketball, maybe Division One for sure. She's – something to watch and then their coach Heather Lowers is just just so talented um she was a college basketball player at Olivet Olivet I believe and just their team just the way they they work the ball up the floor and in the half court and in transition and the way they play defense is just something something to see so I definitely think Emily City's the runaway favorite and then it's probably a coin flip uh with who gets second and third like Almont returns a bunch of uh good players who um, a ton of them made our all-area team last year. And then um, Anna Girardi's back for Yale. She's going to be one of the best players in the BWAC. And then, like, Cross-Lex, they graduated Lily Connolly, who's at SC4 now, and she was the BWAC MVP last year. So they have to replace her with uh, some younger players. Um, I know their coach is really high on Kyler Kolakovich. Um, but other than that, I don't really know too many names. I haven't been out there yet to see their team. 
Well, I mean, Emily City returning a team that beat Marysville last year in the district final, and then I mean, they were going to play a regional final. Yeah, I Late- saw I saw them against Cranbrook, and my initial thing is I'm watching them warm up, and I'm going. Yeah, they don't look very athletic or anything. And then the game started, and it's like they're dominating. And then Kayla Rosen scored scored a ton of points, right? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Uh, but but she wasn't the only one. Like, uh, uh, I think uh, Ani had one point, but like was dominant. Like, or the you're thinking, okay, Cranbrook, they've got a lot of good players, right? And they're just getting shut down. It was like nobody on Cranbrook looked good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were going to play Lake Fenton probably would have been the end of their season because everyone was losing to Lake Fenton, including Marine City last year. But, yeah, so Emily City's the runaway favorite. I mean, the, the, that, that was interesting. I saw Lake Fenton twice last year. Sorry to sidetrack again. I saw Lake Fenton twice last year. I thought Marine City was better than Marysville, a little bit better, mm-hmm. uh, and Marysville actually played Lake Fenton tighter uh, at Christmas time. Uh, over at SC4 than yeah. when Marine City met him in the playoffs. Nothing was stopping Lake Fenton that night. Well, there's there's a reason, too, and I actually talked to Jeff Austin about this yesterday. Marine City's district was so tough that they were just gassed after playing three games. They well, were, the Algonac they, game was yeah, the, when insane. they scored four points in, like, four yeah. seconds. Yeah, they needed win. a four-point play uh, to go to overtime. Yeah, and the St. Clair game is a rivalry game, and, you know, they were the number one seed and hosting the district, and they had to play three games. So by the time they got to Goodrich for that game, they were gassed. And that's what Jeff Austin told me last night. He's like – And I think McConnell had an ankle problem too. She wasn't yeah, she 100%. Was for sure. Which, I mean, that kind of brings up a more general point about the season. If a team gets on a slide or a team isn't feeling it, they don't have any time to recover. They don't have time to – like, okay, we have a five-day break here. Let's take a day off practice, reset. The most time you have between games is, like, Thursday to Monday. Yeah. I think it was Eric Schunk who told me, like, this is awesome for us. Like, if we have a horrible night, we have to forget about it tomorrow mm-hmm. and go back to practice, and then we got a game. Well, I mean, yeah, if you're a mentally tough team, if you have the ability to forget about it, but if you're a team that dwells on losses and can't seem to get out of your own way – this is not going to be the season for you because, yeah. I mean, it's just going to take two bad days and back-to-back and then, boom, you're, it seems like you you've, haven't won a game in a week and a half. You're looking at me for. I don't know. So, <laughs> someone say something. Was it that dumb of a point? No, no I, I it was, it was right, a good point. You, yeah, I, I had like, nothing to add to it. Well, because, I mean, what, the schedule's Tuesday, Thursday, one week, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the next. So, See, when I was that age and, and playing sports, I would have loved that. I, I don't again, know about that. Pra- pra- oh, yeah. Practice, schmackness. Let's play games. I remember uh, when I played high school basketball, we had, I think, two back-to-backs junior season year, and though that week was awful. In practice, it was awful because they were both road games each year that we did that. That was not fun. See, I, I don't mind because, like, once you get into the groove and just you're going, I think that's the best. Like, now, if you were going and then you had, like, a week off before districts, I think that would mess mess me up. Yeah, I, I, I like playing. And, and, again, when I was here, I didn't mind the bus trips. We're converting. I could kind of, like, zone out and focus on what we were going to do on a bus trip and get off the bus and be ready to go. Well, conversely, for, for if a girl's team is hot and playing well – 
They don't have time to sit back and think about how well they're doing. They're just going, and they're playing. You have a hot hand. You might as well just keep rolling it out there. You, there's no time to cool off. Yeah, uh, and, and you know what? If you're good, there's no time to read your press clippings either. You're too busy. You can't let it go to your head. Well, I hope they read. They can read after the season. Yeah, they can. The they parents, can read what you said about them after the, the their season. Their parents can read. Yeah, but there's like no time to think. It's just like it's just going to be a lot of games of go, go, go. And especially if you get games rescheduled or moved, you could see a lot of back to backs. That's unreal. These are kids who got to play and go to school. Ba- yeah. Basketball. There's got to be so much pent up energy though for some of these players with all the setbacks and everything that at least at the start there's going to be so much adrenaline that's going to carry yeah, them the through. first two weeks but week six uh, these kids are going to be dragging like i marine city's coach was telling me last night he's just so worried about their mental health right a lot of these kids are four-point students how are you going to be a four-point student when you're living in a gym or on a bus right i mean it's tough um it's going to be on the coaches you're going to see how different coaches treat it if a, if a girl's coach wants to try to get some extra practice in or i mean give them the entire weekend off things like that to do it's it's going to be a tough balance and yeah you're right it is going to be hard to do school work but now i think it, it'll be easier now that they're back in person by the time yeah, the season yeah. starts and that's where a team like a port here in high or a marine city who aren't relying on two or three players you know, but they, they you, you can go eight deep. Um, they have an advantage there because yeah. it's somebody different every night that's carrying you, and, and you, you can break it up and you can maybe sandbag for a game and, and, get a, and still win a basketball game with other kids playing for you. I, like I was, I've talked to two or three coaches, and they get what the Mac's doing, trying to get as many games in. But I don't think this is like baseball, where the objective is the game is to get kids most reps at at the plate mm-hmm. as possible to get them ready for the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if you see the teams that play 12 games do better in the playoffs than the teams that play 16 games, just because they're not going to roll into the playoffs just absolutely exhausted. Like Port Huron was exhausted in their playoff run. Marine City was exhausted in their playoff run. They both lost games that they could have won. I just think that's going to take See, a I understand both sides of the argument because for if I'm a senior right now at Marysville, I would be asking to play the non-conference games against Northern, against Port Huron High. I want to play these rivalry games in my last season. But to your point, I mean, yeah, the districts are what the the 16th or whatever, so Teams will have basically three, four days to recover from their last game. I don't know. As a player, I would probably be on the boat of schedule as many games as you can. We'll get through this. We'll figure it out. I'm young. But as a coach, yeah, I might not want to do that. I might want to, you know, limit the game. So come playoff time, I'm fresh and ready to go, like you said. Do you guys like or dislike the MAC tournament? Because uh, I, I just I asked that because knowing the districts in advance and knowing that a lot of the teams you play in the MAC tournament you're going to play the next week in your district. Well, you asked me at the start of the show about the Super Conference. That's mm-hmm. why the boys are doing the Super Conference because Anchor Bay and Northern could play three or four times this season if they would have done mm-hmm. it traditionally because they're in the same conference or division together. So that's two games. 
They're in the same district. That's another game. And they could meet in the MAC tournament. But, I mean, the, aren't the girls just doing a crossover? They're, they're doing the A-Day yeah. crossover day. Yeah. So, so, like, on a Wednesday or so something. So, like, number one plays number one, number two plays number two, right? Yeah. So, it's not a full-on tournament like in years past. Um, I like it. I think the argument of playing the same team three, four times is kind of moot. I mean, how many times does Michigan and Michigan State could they play in a year? They could play two, two, three times during the regular season. They meet in the Big Ten tournament, and God forbid they're put in the same bracket for March Madness. Yeah, those are professional athletes basically playing 30-game schedules. You know what I mean? Right. It's just – The boys, Mac, did this because they – don't want to play 12 games and you know you don't want to play Lakeview twice you don't want to play right Fitzgerald twice and like it, it, it's different if it's Marysville Northern playing twice when you don't want to go to Warren Lincoln and then host them you know right and well I guess also if a team gets knocked out for COVID you could lose two games there <clears> where here you lose one yeah that's the benefit of it but no I I don't mind the MAC tournament um, having to play a team a lot, I think, is good for the sport. I think it's good for – especially if, like you said, if it's a local team. If Port here and High and Northern have to play four times during a season, I know the coaches right now are probably yelling at whatever they're listening on, telling me, no, don't do that. I think I, I would like that. I don't – I wouldn't shy away from it. And, and speaking of COVID, because you told us off air, like Madison girls aren't playing, it isn't affecting anybody in the area that you know of? Not that I know of. I did. I talked to a player yesterday. I won't say whom. Um, to protect the innocent. Uh, she's a senior, and I just feel so bad for her. Um, she's going to be one of the best players on her team, and she's a four-point student. And they're doing class in person, and she is made sure in every class she is in the back right corner, back left corner. Because whoever you sit next to, if you contract COVID, and if they're six feet from you, they have to quarantine too. So she doesn't right. sit by any of her friends on the basketball team. She sits by two randoms who aren't athletes. Right. And she's by herself. And she says the two people that she sits in with all her class, that's who she eats lunch with. She doesn't eat lunch with her team in the cafeteria. Right. I mean, I know. That, that This is senior year. Yeah, I know. That, that is. Think uh, about your senior year. How much fun did you have just messing around with the boys? You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. she is with two randoms in her school she wouldn't normally hang out with. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but she can't spend time with her friends because right. she's so worried about. At least in school, basketball. you can't because then they have the way to trace it. I mean, outside of school, there's no way to, like, you can't prove, like, where they were sitting. But in school, yeah. I mean, that's why a lot of Marine City's football team, after they had their scare with contact tracing, went virtual yeah. before everyone was mandated to go virtual for that reason. I just think it's so ridiculous, like, that she had to have the wherewithal to dis- to make the decision, like, I can't sit next to my best friend mm-hmm. because if I get sick, she can't play right. and our team can't play. You know, the, uh, these are 17-year-old kids making these decisions. Right. They can't just show up and be a kid. I was an idiot in high school. You know, I wasn't a bad student, but, mm. like, I wasn't thinking about the implications of sitting next to Johnny and what it meant for our football team. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it is unreal the, what these kids got to go through. And I that's part of playing these 16 games in six weeks. Like, the mental toll of I got to sit here on the bus because this girl – at the back of the bus plays my position so we can't sit next to each other right. to make sure we have at least one point guard in case one of us gets sick. Like, 
you're 17, you shouldn't right. have to worry about that. No, but, I mean, unfortunately, it's the situation you're in. And I think yeah. if you ask a lot of these students, if you said you have to do this to have a basketball season in your senior year, I think a lot of them would say yes. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate, and they've done great. I mean, you talk to all the coaches – doesn't matter what sport. They said all the kids have been really adaptive, have figured it all out. And, yeah, unfortunately that's the situation. But, I mean, it sounds like we're going to have a really good girl season. Sounds like we're going to have a lot of really good teams, maybe a lot of really good players. And hopefully <laughs> it starts when it's supposed to start and you hear Port here on High versus Renaissance on February 4th. All right, so that's our girls' preview. We're going to have Brendan Folsom come back and uh, do a boys' preview uh, Mm -hmm. for us uh, on the uh, the next podcast. So uh, that'll be a good one, too. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.